Roller's Diaries. The Final Meltdown. You're calling right now from the moon, right? I'm calling right now from my favorite coffee shop, which happens to be on the moon. Uh huh. Well, it's a I long was. Trip, but it's really worth it. I was at your place recently, you know, the the club, which you're right down the street from. There's about 4,000 computers and almost certainly audio recording equipment. What's going on? Are you, did you have to escape the set? Yeah, I don't want to go to set because then I'm going to start getting hounded for things. I won't be able to record this episode. Boom. All right, so here we are. Tell, I mean? Give us the give us Sorry, the deets. I'm, What's I'm, happening? I'm in an outpost. Oh, man, dude. Uh, wow. Sorry, I was, you know, I was driving over here. I was, I was driving a good truck over. The good truck is like a 18-foot truck or something like that that we have to park at my house. Because that's the kind of movie we're making. I drove that over and I was trying to think about how to recap the last two weeks. And I'm kind of coming up blank. There's just too many things. But the, the big picture is it's going really well. Um, I am I'm in this weird kind of relaxed, I feel like I kind of am starting to begin to figure out what this job is feeling, but I am also very tired, and I also am sort of constantly trying to, like, basically, I feel like right now we can kind of coast to the end of the movie, Yeah, and the movie will turn out fine, but what I want to do is press down the gas even harder and try to finish with nothing left in the tank. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking, which is daunting, because everyone's tired, especially, I think, a few of us, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, man, why hustle that hard going at the beginning if you're not going to finish strong? Classic wisdom. I thought about making a speech yesterday, but I decided against it. But either way, you know, you're totally right. Like, we, we've got about a week left. That's it. Which is nuts. Yeah, we've got about five, five, six days left. Yeah. But, um, and it's just tough because, like, so, okay, I'll give you an example. We've been shooting upstairs a lot. You know, we, we're shooting everything way out of order because we can only sort of handle, like, shoot it in half the building at a time. So we did every everything that happens on the first... Sorry, I have the hiccups. <laughs> we did everything that happens on the first floor in the first two weeks. Yeah. And then this week we've been upstairs, which constitutes sort of the office and Rufus's apartment... But, you know, again, it's like, that's just like phony sex we have to build and all that kind of stuff. And that's been this week, and it's been really good, but we're getting to the point where we're kind of like, okay, we're right on the verge of shooting this one space up here too much, and it's going to start feeling boring. Mm. Because there's only so many places you can put the camera in, so many ways you can light it. And... That's the kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, no one's going to notice. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, I'm tired of being up here in this room. But it does sort of, part of the magic of the movie is that like, this place is kind of constantly changing, and that's what's fun about movies in general is like going to these new worlds. Mm. So it's tough because it's like, how do we how do we not do that? And the problem is then there was another scene because it's raining today, or, well, it's not raining right now. But it's been raining all week, which is a bummer. Yeah. And we've had to do tons of, like, scheduling changes and, like, moving things around. And one of our actors got booked on a TV show that she's been in on, been on for a long time. Um, and she got booked for, like, another 
she has to go to New York a little earlier than she expected, and one other person has to go to Vancouver for another show that he booked. So it's like, it's all really good things, but we're just constantly shuffling things around. And what often happens is it's like, oh, okay, cool, like, use that set, because that set's easy to shoot when it's raining, and it's easy to shoot anytime. You know what I mean? Right. And then, but then it's kind of like, well, crap, like, if we constantly do that, then it's going to get boring. And so now we're kind of audibleing this morning because it's supposed to rain all day, but now it's clear skies, and it probably will be until, like, noon. So I was just firing off an email, and I was like, get everyone outside. We're shooting out back. And I said it like that. I said it very, very like, intensely. Yeah. We gotta go. We gotta go. I didn't say that. I was like, I think this would be a great idea. We could shoot in the intended location instead of upstairs and blah, 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 and we'll see what happens. You know, but it's a bit of a risk because if it starts raining in the middle, we're effed. And you guys are going to do this, what, in an hour? 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. Um, yeah. Is it raining right now? Look out the window in Highland Park. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being baked currently. I'm sitting in the front window of this coffee shop just being, being baked like a loaf of bread because it's been so cold in LA and I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, it was a little so. chilly. Uh, your dad came. <clears throat> My dad did come. What, what happened when old Stevie was there? How do you think? things were going it, it kind of uh it kind of fell apart yeah no and i was like man i guess dad's gonna take over and he didn't and it all <laughs> fell apart movie's over so um no it was great um, good I think he had a hoot watching his watching his boy and uh i think you know he, he loves movies he's made he made like a 40 minute short film that's very good he's made he's been in production for over a decade, so I think it was really fun for him to just see on set and kind of see the continuation of that, so that was cool. That's very cool. Um, you know, it's funny, man, he's one of those guys, I noticed this, and it's funny, because I brought it up to him, and we were having this extended conversation about sort of various different things, and I was saying to him that, or sorry, sorry, I was saying to my dad, yeah. no, I was saying to Christian, I was watching my dad take apart a table, because we needed to get a table out of the set. And it was really heavy, and it wouldn't fit down the stairs. And immediately, this is no offense to anyone else, everyone else was like, I don't know what to do. And immediately, my dad was like, what is this table like? And he flipped the table over, found the drill gun without me showing where it was, and just took the legs off real fast. Yeah. And it was, took like three minutes. And I was like, yes, like, that's, thank you for teaching me that, because like, that's just problem solving. And I'm like, I'm realizing like that is, 80% of what makes people qualified to be on a movie set is like exceptional problem solving abilities. Right. You know, um, because like today, like you never know what's going to happen. Um, and so you have to be able to look at those situations and go, okay, cool, we can't shoot there. We don't want to shoot there. What do we have left? What are the limitations? You just have to do these really quick analytical sort of pushes. Um, and I was, it was fun watching him do that because I was like, oh man, I think he kind of taught me that and I'm really grateful for that because it's so helpful. Yeah. So that was cool. That's amazing. Um, that sounds sick. Yeah, we've got great, I mean, yeah, I'm getting in the groove with talent. I feel like, yeah, part of what I'm realizing about being a director is that a huge, 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 huge part of it is process. Mm. And running the process from the decision of where we're shooting and what we're looking at, you know, starting with that to, and like where the camera's pointed and like, what do we do when the lighting looks like we don't want and do we shoot the scene or 
you know, those sorts of correct decisions that we're making like a couple hours before. Then it's kind of like, how do I start a rehearsal? And how do I sort of cater to each of these different actors' needs? Because the other thing is, is like, they generally come in memorized. But the problem is that, like, I'm making changes to the script at the last minute. I'm kind of like, ooh, that line's not working. Can you leave it out? And, you know, what if we do this kind of blocking? So I'm figuring out that, like, you know, because part of the, part of the thing that's crazy is, like, in many cases, you know, if it's, like, the third scene we're filming that day, the first time I or anyone else really wraps their head around what that scene is and where it fits in the movie is, like, ten minutes before we're trying to get the camera going. Mm-hmm. You know, not yeah. really, maybe 25 minutes, but it depends on the shoot. And so it's kind of like you have to do this, like, really quick, like, oh, yeah, what's this scene about? And then you have to, like, think of, you know, and that's partly where ideally you do a lot more of that in prep and you come in with more of a plan, but it's like we were, you know, we were building sets and stuff, so we didn't have time to shot as much as we would have wanted. Um, but it's still working out, so that's been great. Um, but, but catering to different processes and being like, okay, this person kind of just is super visual, so I need to, like, write things down for them to, and, and help, and this person is very physical, like, they have to, like, almost, like, get the muscle memory down before they can worry about the nuances, you know, so, like, I try to let certain people, like, go through the scene all the way just to, like, see walking, and then we worry about dialogue, you know, so I'm trying to figure these different things out. Um, I don't know, man, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I want to get your take on um, the last week. So you're saying we're going to hit the gas here. We got our final week, but a lot of the stuff that you're going to shoot is like you said, it's up in that room. It's intimate stuff. Like when I was out there, you were doing crowd stuff, which is like crazy. It's fun. There's a hundred people around. And now I imagine it's what, like 30 people up crammed up in that upstairs. Maybe more like 12. And it's very intimate. And I imagine if tension was going to start to run high, this would be the time. Ooh, John, you are such a... I wanted to bring this up. Oh, man. Did you know about this? No. I had a little bit of a... I had a little bit of a director diva moment. No. Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking not your tensions were running high. Honestly, I was thinking the actors, because you're crammed all up in there, but tell (laughs) tell us what happened. Tensions are not particularly high with the actors, thankfully. Like, I've been able to do, I, I think I've been fortunate to, A, have really flexible actors who are not divas. Yeah, everybody was very cool, by the way. I did That was not yeah, meant to be totally. a slight. Everybody I met was awesome. No, no, no totally. It's, I'm glad you brought it up. The, so what happened is I am still, no matter what I try to do, there is no getting around the fact that I still made the decision to be the co-production designer of this movie mm-hmm. and that decision continues to haunt me in certain ways now granted I am more convicted than ever that we made the right decision because to be totally honest I think we production designed the crap out of this movie yeah. and I think it would have been very difficult to do that handing over the reins two weeks before we shot um, so I'm very very proud of the work we're doing but man it's so hard yeah. because it's not just like coming up with ideas it's like you got to reset props so the thing I got upset about is I wrote this gag into the script where Donnie, Rufus's best friend, opened three years in a row. Yeah. And all of them explode. But right. they explode in a very specific way. I was like, I don't want them to just foam. 
I want like literally a stream of beer to shoot out of it like a water hose. Right. And we don't have a special effects team. Just kind of like, okay, cool, we'll figure that out. Anyway, I got very, I got very frustrated because we needed to shoot that scene, and um, the gag was not prepared. Mm. And so we didn't. So I had to come up with a new idea, and I, I didn't like scream and yell at anybody, but I did get a little more intense than I would have liked to be. Mm. And you know, because I have anxiety, and like I think basically what happened is I just started getting where I was like. No, like, I can't, I'm just going to get rid of it. Like, I'm not going to do it that other way. And I started just becoming, I stand by it because, like, it, it ended up being fine. We basically audibled and did something different for that scene. And then for the other scene where, like, the gag was even more important was the next day and we had it figured out by then and it's okay. But it was like, I had a moment where I got pretty loud and that was frustrating and I, you know, apologize to everybody and sort of explain the situation. And then ironically, um, I was giving sort of like a, an apology speech. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I was like, I promise. Well, I guess I'm not going to promise it's never going to happen again. Cause I am human, but I'm going to do my darndest. Yeah. You know? Fair so enough. Like, fair enough. And, and it's, again, it's not like I, I, it wasn't like I was just like taking someone down or like, yelling it was just kind of, I was just kind of like no like this is not right and I right. got frustrated because it like wasn't what I wanted and it wasn't ready which is in part my own fault and in part other people's fault and it's just like there's no right or wrong it's just frustrating anyway if you day, oh sorry go ahead you no know, no you go I was gonna say if you get famous at some point in your career is is audio of this gonna surface and shock America no it would never shock I honestly I think a lot of the crew wasn't even because the truth is that unfortunately most people who work in film are used to much worse. So I that's not an excuse for me. I just don't think anyone was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I mean it cost me something in terms of trust, but like I'm good with people and like I apologize to the people I needed to apologize to and and again it wasn't like this personal takedown. It was kinda of like I'm overwhelmed because I oh by the way I was acting in a scene that same day. Right. And so I'm like in costume learning lines that I don't know for a scene that I haven't practiced. And I also have to direct. And, you know, it was just too many things. Yeah. Like, one too many things. And, um, anyway, it was, it was okay. Anyway, <laughs> the irony is, later in the day, a similar situation came up where I wanted to shoot, like I said, I was getting tired of how, exactly how we were shooting things, and I was like, I need to be able to point the camera over there, and it's not ready. Why is it not ready? You know, like, I thought we were done with the set but that's just a wall of trash and I can't shoot that wall of trash. Yeah. And that was very frustrating and it became this thing where I think I underestimated how hurtful it would be to certain people who are like working for next to nothing and doing their best and totally overwhelmed just like I am. Yeah. When I basically said, not like you guys are idiots, not you suck, not this is terrible, but just like, why is this not done? Like, right. what is going on? And I said that in a way that I think offended a couple of people, rightfully, and they sort of reacted, and it turned into, like, a little bit of a public fight in front of everybody, and it's fine. Just to be clear, it was Tara. Tara and I got into it in front of everyone. Oh. And in hindsight, it's sort of like, 
fine. Like we dealt with it and everyone's cool and it's no biggie. And it's, again, it's not like we were like screaming terrible things to each other. It was just a very public, very frustrated, very sort of loud conversation. But we yeah. figured it out and it's fine. And like Tara and I thankfully have an understanding and we're, you know, we talk briefly about the situation and we'll talk more about it. Anyway, the point is, how long ago was this? This was this was Tuesday. Tuesday. This is Friday. While my dad was here. Did your dad see this? Oh yeah. Oh. And Kelly. They were there. Yeah, it was interesting. What did they um, think? I think they thought. I think they thought, to what I can understand from conversations with them, I think they thought basically what I just said, which is like. There's no one person who's really at fault here. Like, that just kind of sucks. Yeah. That's just how this goes. Like, you're making a movie with about 35% of the people that you really need to make this size of a movie. So, of course, people are getting frustrated. Yeah. Um, and it was a really good learning experience. It was a good learning experience, and especially, like, it's one thing. I think I've gotten very comfortable with expecting a lot out of certain departments because they're, like, ultra, ultra professional They've been through the ringer a million times. Yeah. They want me to push them, like the actors and like um, camera department, all that kind of stuff. But we don't have, we have very capable people, Elizabeth, Alcorn, and like a couple other people who are like incredibly capable, but they're not like seasoned production designer, art director, plot master, special effects people. And by the way, they have too much to do. So it's like, I can't expect everything to be perfect the same way that I kind of have become to begun to expect lighting to be pretty much perfect because I know Christian's capable of it. Right. I know Brian's capable of it. And so that was a learning experience. Like, okay, there are limitations. Like, just because this movie is turning out really well doesn't mean that I get to expect it to be perfect. Right. Because that's not, that was never in the cards. Like, the fact that it's this good is literally a miracle. And I think, to, you know, to Tara's credit, I think that's part of what she was saying when we were fighting was like, okay, fine, you want that, but... I think all she heard, what I heard was, this is so good, all I need is something simple to just not be distracting. That's what I was trying to say. But what she was hearing was, I already delivered you a miracle. What more do you want? And I'm like, damn, that's totally fair. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's just been, yeah, it's it's been a great learning experience. It's been really tough. So much of the crew, I like, am so pumped to work with again as soon as possible. They're all incredible. Um... Yeah. Well, also, I'd just like to say, like, imagine working with anybody for between 12 and 16 hours a day for 30 days and see if a problem doesn't come up between somebody. Totally. 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 And, yeah, man. No, and that's why I think it's not particularly surprising. I am kind of holding myself to a certain standard, though, where I'm like, that was okay. I get one of those. But next time I got to handle it better. Like next time I just got to leave the room if I need to or do whatever I need to do, you know, because tensions will get high. But like, you know, as a director, as somebody who is interested in like, I want to be like a master one day of this craft of like managing people, of making decisions rapidly, of, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. Like part of that is keeping my cool because the biggest bummer, Carol and I are fine. Right. The biggest bummer, we wasted. 45 minutes. Right. You know, we didn't fight for 45 minutes, but it sucked all the air out of the room, and then we had to completely start over and and sort of come up with a plan, and it was just like, damn it, we wasted 45 minutes, and we could have used that shooting stuff. Yeah. And that's a bummer. You know, that's to me, 
yes, am I bummed that I don't get along with people sometimes? Yeah, but to your point, that's fine. I think what I'm kind of like, I'm like, yeah, tensions are going to get high, but how do we deal with, how do we deal with them right. in a way that costs us zero time? Because that 20% of time that's often just wasted on sense, like in the morning, you know, I was kind of talking to the Christian about this. It's like, how do you create a lax vibe on set without making it this like lackadaisical thing where it's like, okay, when we get here, breakfast is at 8.30, that's your time, but at 9 o'clock, we can roll, baby. Like, we are going. That's what I want to push, because everybody's like, oh, we kind of know what we're doing, and I want to be like, no. Yeah, we know what we're doing. Therefore, let's go another layer down. Like, let's find stuff that we haven't found yet. And I've actually had some good conversations with even talent where I'm like, I want to push you harder than I've been pushing you, because I know that if you do, if I do that, that you will... I know you have more to give, not because you're holding back, but because I can, if, if I'm more efficient, and if I'm more prepared, I can give you more time to try different things and to experiment and to find new things. And that's what's exciting about like this last week and a half for me is really trying to make use of every minute that we have on set. You know? Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of the update for now. Love it, dude. Well, um, Good luck on your final week. Thank you. Um, and what happens? You guys are gonna go on a trip right after, but after your trip, um, what's the next step, man? You guys edit, or are people gonna be editing while you're gone? Well, so we have our editor on set, which is awesome. That's Marty, crazy. Amazing. So we will probably. I've actually seen a couple scenes. Yeah. But to be totally honest, this is kind of abnormal. Like, I've only watched footage from the first week. Um, everything else, I'm kind of blissfully ignorant about. Yeah. In the sense that I, I decided that for me to do the best job of directing this movie, I have no choice but to focus 100% of my energy on what's in front of me. And to be honest, I'm watching the scenes as they're unfolding. I know what is working and isn't working about them. I don't really need to watch daily. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm, I am I never expected that to be the case. I kind of, like, if you had asked me, well, when we talked about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch daily. Like, I'll be watching that. And I've kind of lately been like, Mari, you call me. Like, I see you every day. You're working in the building. If we got a problem, I need you to tell me. But otherwise, I want you to do your thing. Yeah, and it's been awesome, man, because it's really freed me up to keep looking forward and looking at the things in front of me instead of being like, "Oh man, that's so great! I guess we're done now," or like, "Oh man, that's so not what I hoped," and now I'm going to get really discouraged and stuck in my head. I'm just kind of fuck all that. I can't do anything about it. Mari knows if we need pickups, and a couple times we've been like, "Ooh, let's grab that shot while we're still here," because in the end, it would be useful. Right. But I'm really trying to like, I'm trying to get to the point where. The movie, I, I think the next thing that, like, the next level of skill that I want to acquire and develop is this skill of, like, keeping the entire movie in your head all the time. Because, for instance, yesterday, we shot a seven-page scene all day. It took all day because it was very complicated, and there were all these different things, and there's choreography, and, like, it's, it's, it's fun, but it was hard. And we had to shoot... We. We shot the beginning first, then we shot the end of the scene, like the last two pages, yeah. because of waiting. We needed to shoot the last part, because I really wanted to see this 
certain window in the shot, and we only had a couple hours to do it before the light changed too much. And then we shot the third part of the scene, and then we watched shot the second part of the scene. So it was very weird. But it's like, to do that, we have to like keep the movie in our head in this very like holistic way. And that's, that's one of the things I'm realizing is difficult, but I'm excited about getting good at it because that's part of what helps the edit is like, for instance, yesterday we were doing this really great scene between Rufus and Maddie and his sister, and we were doing coverage, and it was like this amazing performance by Maddie, like on this one chunk of the scene, and there was like a freaking car started honking its horn oh, no. right in the middle of Johnny's lines, but I was like, and a couple people were like, we should cut, we should cut, and I'm not trying to be like, I'm always right, I'm just learning. Man, if I had cut there, we would have lost a fucking terrific performance that came after that point and so i had to be thankfully i was able to think in my head i was like it popped in my head i was like no no i don't need those lines that's on johnny's lines the horn was over johnny and then it bled into vicky's line a little bit but that's not the shot that i want that line from anyway i want that in the two shot probably so you know what fuck it keep it rolling and then she nailed it whereas if i had stopped her we would have had to restart might not have gotten the same idea from her. You know, so I'm starting to realize, like, a huge part of this is being, like, I need... It's like if you're a butcher. you got to be able to look at a cow and be, like, that's where the ribeye is going to come from. Right. You know what I mean? You can't make that decision after you've already chopped it all up. Does that make sense? Well, also, I, I think that you're... Pe- people get in a groove, right, where they're, like, mm-hmm. oh, because there's a car horn, we have to cut. That's how it's always been done. That's what we always do. And you're, like, no, 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 no. You don't have those necessarily the like uh, the ingrained repetitious uh, right. processes that some of these other people do. So you're but you, also that's part of the reason you can make a cheaper movie, you know. Because right. if you cut every single time there's a car horn, that would have cost us literally. It would have probably cost us two minutes, but in in most cases, it would cost us five to ten because the next take wouldn't work because it's kind of like icing the kicker. You know, you get your hopes up, and then you stop, and then you got to reset, and you got to go back to the beginning sometimes. And it's like, not necessarily. I mean, like, these actors are pros. They can pick up anywhere. They can give me something good. But, like, I'm always trying to go for more. And so, yeah, it's kind of like you you have to trust that process a little bit because, yeah, if I had another 20 minutes to work our way back up to that point, sure, I would maybe consider it. But it's like, I don't want to spend the 20 minutes on that. I just want to know right now what I need to edit this movie and then get it because <laughs> honestly having 46 takes isn't helpful unless they're the 46 takes I need you right know? right because this movie is the final product that's I think what I'm trying to say is like I'm increasingly aware of the fact that like the movie itself is the final product the point of making a movie is definitely not to um, the point of making the movie is definitely not to, uh, you know, like, make a movie, like, to, to shoot a movie. The right. point is to have the movie done in its final form with all of the pieces, you know? Yeah. And I'm kind of realizing that in a lot of new ways. Like, even, you know, after the first week, Christian and I looked at stuff and we were like, you know... I thought we could we, we, we could stand to do a little more coverage. Like we could we could I know you like these you know we talked and he was like I know you really like these mediums and two shots you like playing out. The truth is like it sure would be helpful sometimes to have a few more close ups. 
Yes. And I was like, you know, that's great. Like, I can totally idealize these two shots, and I can lean into them as much as I need to. But, man, it really is nice to have the close-ups when you need them, and why not get them instead of rapping early? And I'm like, that's the kind of shit I'm learning. I'm like, I'm just giving myself tools to make the best movie. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, like, if it's a one or a bunch of coverage or whatever. It matters if the movie's good. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, that's literally the only thing that matters. Um, anyway, all right, I'm going to let you go. Have a nice All right, you got five minutes. I hope it doesn't rain, dog. Um, I'll talk to you soon. We'll get a proper recording going. And um, cheers to all you guys. I mean, it was great to see everybody out there. It was so Thank nice you. to meet everybody. It seems like things are just, you're crushing it. The Ural, the band, everything's been, everything that I saw was an absolute hoot and it looked great. And um, we'll talk soon. Thanks, man. All right, we'll talk. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. It's the final